Welcome to a special presentation of Sellout Crowd, Conversations with Coach. I'm Bob Stoops. I'm taking time to talk with my friends and colleagues in the sports world to get caught up and share stories. But first, I want to say thanks to these sponsors, Rose Hill Builders, First Fidelity Bank, and Louie's Bar and Grill. Today, I'm joined by none other than the world-renowned Jim Ross, JR, old JR. I'm joined by my good friend, Jim Ross, uh, good old JR, as they like to say <laughs> in the w- WWE community, but uh, in great Sooner fan, great friend of mine and Carol's, and uh, I appreciate you getting on with me here uh, today, JR. You bet, Bobby. Anytime, anything for you, you know that. Well, friends, we, do, friends help friends. That's what we do. Yep. And I, I, I got to get on your weekly podcast. I, I need some more publicity. You know what I mean? You, you're world <laughs> renowned. I mean, you, the whole world knows Jr. And, uh, so I got to get, I got to get in some of those spaces. Well, we, we can make that happen. <laughs> hey, let me ask you real fast. It's, it's just after new year's you've been watching all these games. Yep. Talk about the games the last couple of days. I, I thought yesterday the New Year's uh, Day games were fantastic. They were. I, I agree with you 100%. They were just uh, tremendous. Uh, I had, and I'm glad I didn't bet any money because I had Alabama winning and uh, Texas, even <laughs> though I regret picking Texas to do anything great. It didn't hurt my feelings to see them lose, but nonetheless, uh, it was a great, if you're a football fan, that was two games back-to-back that uh, the networks got right. And, yep. uh, and I thought the announcers did a great job covering the game, making the game about the game, not themselves. So, uh, it was good stuff. I, I, I enjoyed it. And, 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 and arguably the two best teams won. You yeah. Know, I agree. On, at least on Monday. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. The one and two team both won and they did what they had to do to make it happen. Uh, I thought they were excellent, uh, well coached, uh, all, all, all four teams, but Michigan to come back. Jim Harbaugh to go for it on his own territory, fourth yep. and two with three and a half minutes and three timeouts to have the guts to put it all on the line. Uh, it paid off for him. And then Washington to hold on at the end. You know, the poor guy gets hurt. They're running back. All right. And he, he, it's basically a timeout, uh, you know, for Texas. If he, I mean, it's one of those you have to school the guy. And don't get me wrong, I'm, players are hurt. They got to stay down. But if you can at all, hop off the field or get a buddy to, to hop you off the field. That clock keeps ticking that, you know, right. and then they don't have that opportunity at the end of the game. No, uh, oh, you, uh, oh, you, uh, uh, they, they got a break on that deal. Uh, that, that timeout was so untimely. Right. Uh, for, for, uh, was for Alabama, I guess. Right. Oh, absolutely. No, and, for, uh, yeah. Untimely for a while. It was Washington against, uh, Texas, but it really helped Texas, oh, yeah. you yeah, know, to, right. to have a chance there with 45 seconds at the end of the game. But you're, you all, you know, all about this announcing now, American professional, you're a wrestling commentator for years and years, sports yeah. announcer. You got a weekly podcast back in the day. You were a wrestler. Anybody wants to have some enjoyment, go back and <laughs> go through Wikipedia and learn about Jim Ross. Uh, let's go back to high school, Jr. Yeah, uh, baseball player, captain of the football team, uh, also basketball player, uh, student body president. Talk about your love of sports going all the way back to high school. 
Well, I, I, I said tongue in cheek about, about, you know, wanting to play everything because it kept me away from the farm and the chores. <laughs> and we had a 160 acre farm there in Westville. And there's always something to do when you got animals, whether you got pet dogs or cats or whatever, there's maintenance. Yeah. And when you got cattle and you got horses and chickens and all this other stuff, uh, there's always something to do. So, uh, I enjoyed my time away from the farm. Uh, and, uh, cause my dad forgot I was a kid. He worked me like a man. And, uh, you know, I remember hauling hay in the summertime. And, uh, I, I suggested my mother that she get me a pair of gloves. Uh, so <laughs> my hands would get so calloused in those strings of those bales of hay. And my dad put the quabosh on that deal. He <laughs> wear no gloves. You're going to get your hands. He said that back in those days, right. You could, you could head slap guys, <laughs> you know? So my hands got all callous and tough, you know, and not unlike they are now, like, like, like little baby's hands, but I would, I would hit that. I could hit that hole in the helmet. Yeah. And had no problem doing it because they're going to do it to me first if I don't do it to them. So, uh, that was kind of where, where that yeah. worked out. But I, I, but I love sports. I was the only child. So I learned to read when I was like four or five. And then I would, my grandpa was a vociferous reader and he took like two or three newspapers. And so I would have all those newspapers to practice on and ask what this word meant, things of that nature. So right. uh, I've always been a fan. You know, then you grew up in a shadow of Mickey Mantle there in northeastern Oklahoma. That was a big deal. Now, you when know, did you to... come to Oklahoma, Jr.? I know you were born in California. Did you come very real young? Yeah, I did. I uh, started the first grade there okay. in Oklahoma, and uh, and until the third grade. Then mom and dad moved to California, uh, so dad could go to work in Northern California in, the, in, a, in a logging camp. So. Uh, uh, I was, I, I stayed there, uh, I think two years, but I was born there. Mom and daddy loped, uh, the rumor has it. She might've been with child. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> she did good. It worked. It worked out. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the, yep. I, California had a little piece of my, uh, heritage and legacy, I guess. Uh, but I'm sure glad I ended up in Oklahoma. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. In Northeast Oklahoma, what town in Northeast Oklahoma? Westville. Westville. Okay. It's, uh, it's, uh, 25 miles, uh, uh, east of Tahlequah okay. where Northeastern state is. That's where you went to school. Northeastern state, yeah, went, right? Went, yeah. I actually made a mistake. I went to school one semester at Oklahoma state and I couldn't stand it. So <laughs> I, I transferred down to a school. I could manage a little bit better and, and, uh, don't bring and, that up uh, again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I won't. Now, did you, you said you grew up in the shadow of Mickey Mantle. Did you ever run across Mickey Mantle? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mickey Mantle was, I, I was on a couple of airplane flights with him. He'd, he'd fly from, uh, I, I would fly, I officiated football for 20 years. So I, even right. my last year, I didn't make any money. Uh, I lost money, but I kept my commitment to my football crew. And, uh, so I'd fly to, uh, to Tulsa from Dallas sometimes. And every now and then he'd be on the flight, so we'd shoot the, shoot the breeze. He was a half-assed wrestling fan. He okay. gave me some advice one time. He said, uh, you should never date a woman with big hands. <laughs> okay. We'll let that slide. Yeah. He, he was just a, he was a character, you know, and it, from, yeah. from Dallas to Tulsa was a, you know, less than an hour flight, uh, as I'm sure you know. Yeah. And heck, uh. Uh, he, he, he was, 
he never stopped drinking. He never, yeah. he always had, and, and Southwest airlines is, you know, all free booze at that point in time. So, uh, he was, Vicky loved to drink and, and he, and he loved the women. So well, boy, what a ball player he was. What a, oh, what a great what, ball player. And what, what do you say if, if I had known I was going to live this long, I'd have taken better care of myself. That's it. He said that. Yeah. And he, and, and the irony of that is he meant it. Uh, yep. he, he was, he was very self-abusive. He, he drank way too much. Yeah. But what a nice man. And, uh, you know, he was, he was proud of me, what I was accomplishing in a, in a crazy, wacky world of, of pro wrestling. Uh, you know, you, you don't run into too many guys, Bob, and you run into guys all the time, but you don't run into too many guys that have a background in pro wrestling. I don't know if that's a blessing or a curse, but no, that's how it was for me. Absolutely. So let's talk about that. When did you, so you go through high school and then you go to North, North Northeastern state university and how does the wrestling part of it evolve? And, and where did uh, you were, you did wrestle for a little bit, uh, I, I believe. Right. But then I know Not you much. really took off with the WWE really took off. They made a rule early on that it was against the state, like a state and federal law to see JR and wrestling tights. So I didn't do too much wrestling. I got beat up a lot on TV skits, but uh, right. nothing I would brag about. Uh, my one loss record was not too stellar, but I had, I had a lot of fun. What happened was I was going to school at Northeastern State. Our fraternity, Phi Lambda Chi, uh, kind of the uh, outlaws of the, of the campus, uh, the, the biggest thing that happened on campus was the toilet bowl. That was a turn, the fraternity title, champions versus the uh, another school, another uh, class and it always came down to the uh, our our group versus uh, a black fraternity and so then of course in the redneck world that got to be a little heated the game wasn't a t- it was a touch football but it really wasn't so uh but we need to raise some money to, to to better our image according to the president the president of the university and and so uh I, we called uh championship wrestling in Tulsa they were doing benefit events. So in other words, they would come down put a match on your, and your gym, uh, would bring the stars and TV in and fundraiser. So that's how I connected with wrestling. I met a guy named cowboy bill Watts. who's also an Oklahoma alumni played football for Bud Wilkinson and Russell, uh, there as well. So cowboy was a big OU guy. And, uh, so he was, he was my mentor. He's my coach and discovered me as he says in his book. So, uh, I, always and I think that was that. 1974, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this year, Bobby, this year, I'll be in the wrestling business 50 years. How about that? Just turned, wow. just turned over, uh, that, that time frame. So, uh, I've always felt like, uh, having a 50 year career in anything is decent. Boy, you're not kidding. Absolutely. 2007, you're inducted into the WWE hall of fame. Right. By Stone Cold Stephen Austin. Yeah. <laughs> talk talk about your relationship with him. I know you guys are great friends and if he yep. inducts you into the Hall of Fame. And then and then some of your favorite moments um you know in that career. Maybe that or, or decades or parts of 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 that time. Well, I I went in the Hall of Fame in 2007 as you mentioned in Detroit. We had a WrestleMania uh, event in at Ford Field. Uh, and it drew the largest, uh, event ever, a crowd ever in that, in that, in that venue, including Super Bowls. How the many do you think we, were there? How many were you roughly 80,000? How about that? Yeah. Wow. 
for pro wrestling. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the McMahon's made a lot of money that day, but, yeah. uh, I, that was on a card where, uh, uh we had Vince's hair versus Donald Trump's hair. So oh my McMahon God. lost, he's got to shave his head and, <laughs> or vice versa for Trump. And of course, uh, it was all set up for Trump to win because he wouldn't have done it if he didn't win. And, uh, uh, the only tri- the only issue with Donald, Donald was an interesting guy. He, he just loved to talk to the ladies. I mean, man, oh man, he's, he was passionate about meeting all the lovely ladies that worked for, for the company at that time. Right. And, uh, but he just was a, he was a character to say the least. Uh, any, any particular time period of time that you, you felt was really, maybe it was right then, you know, that it was the best in what you were doing. Well, you know, doing the play-by-play on those WrestleManias is quite is quite the honor. You know, we 16 camera shoot, uh, live. There's no net. You can't go back and redo something. It's live. It's out there. It's out there. So right. uh, put a little pressure on you to, to to do your best work on the first take. Uh, so, but the, any of those WrestleMania moments, we had to, we broke the record for attendance in the Astrodome. And that was kind of cool. That was Austin versus the rock. Two guys I recruited and two guys I signed. Uh, what year, what year would that would have been roughly? Oh, that'd been about, uh, 2001. Okay. And you signed them both. Yeah. I, I did all the recruiting, uh, a large part of the recruiting. My department did all the recruiting. I was EVP of talent relations. And so, uh, I signed Austin and rock and John Cena, Randy Orton. Dave Batista, all these Hall of Fame level guys. I got lucky. You know, sometimes you get a class like that. I've read where Switzer signed some guys back in the day where he had signed so many Texas guys. It was, you know, it was, it was amazing. Number one lineman, number one quarterback, number one, this, that. So he just poached Texas with all the best players because he could recruit. And he, and I, and OU was a fun place to play, still is. You're right. So, uh, uh, I, I had a, I had a good run there in that, in that regard, all those big events. And then calling the matches, you know, I, I did for my company now, AEW, uh, all elite wrestling is owned by Mr. Khan. Mr. Khan also owns the Jaguars and okay. he owns uh Fulham football club in England, soccer team. Uh, they call it football, but nonetheless, we know what football is and, uh, <laughs> they do soccer. So right. I'm, I'm not mad at them. <laughs> they, just, yeah, they, don't, they, don't, they don't do football like we do football. So. But Mr. Khan yep. is, uh, my owner and, uh, and a hell of a nice guy. We finally got a quarterback and, uh, the kids Clemson, uh, Trevor Lawrence. And he, now he's, he's, he's a little bit banged up. And ironically, he had never missed a game in high school or college for right. of injury. I so, know. uh, but he's, that's what they've been needing here. You know, you, you and I can talk football all day and we probably, and we have over a beverage yep. or two in the past. But he's, uh, uh, he's what they were, he's what the, the Jaguars have been missing a franchise right. quarterback. And yep. we all know that I don't give a damn. If you play for Norman North or Westville yellow jackets, you got to have a quarterback. Yeah. Somehow not, any, you got to have a quarterback. You got to have a quarterback, Bobby, you know that better than me at any level of football. That's exactly yeah. right. But let's go back. I get a chance to work and bump into, and you know, the rock, uh, Dwayne right. Johnson and his ex-wife, Danny Garcia at, some of our XFL games, now the UFL, you know, we just announced our right. merger That's with cool. the USFL. So it's going to be the UFL. Talk about recruiting him or how'd that come about? Uh, you know, it's been so 
so successful for him and all that he's transitioned from wrestling to entertainment has really been uh, been a heck of a success story. Well, Rock's grandfather, Peter Maivia, uh, was a legit stud. Nobody screwed with the, the, the hype, hype. I think, I think he was the hype. His body was all tattooed up, uh, and old school tattoos by hand. It was hard to believe that he would do that. Uh, but the high chief was, uh, a, a, a bad dude. And even uh-huh. though wrestling was showbiz and still is, uh, when it, if you need to be real, he could be real. And so he was rock's grandfather. So rock's father, Rocky Johnson. Uh, was one of the more uh, successful African-American wrestlers. And, of course, Rock's mother is uh, is Samoan. His dad's black. And uh, so he had a unique upbringing, uh, mostly in Pennsylvania. He was a USA Today All-American, and he was a great high school player. Went to the U, played for those outlaws, and... Uh, and fit in real well. Uh, <laughs> he did really well there, and he's still got so many friends. Now that he's right. famous and rich and famous, uh, he's the he's moved to the head of the class. So, uh, but he was just a he was out of work. He he wants he wanted to play, play pro football, so he, he he didn't get drafted by the NFL. They they didn't take a they didn't take a chance on him, but he got a chance to play for the Calgary Stampeders. And of all things, he was on the Calgary Stampeders practice squad. Uh, the, the the most visible story I can he found a mattress in an alley that was urine stained. He told me, and 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 that's what he took to his little uh, efficiency apartment, and he slept on the floor on that mattress because uh, he wanted to make the team and become a football star, and then maybe work his way back into the NFL. But he he didn't uh, he didn't last that long. He got cut. And I said, man, it's pretty humbling to get cut from the friggin' practice squad of the Calgary Stampeders. And uh, so he came back to Florida. He had gone to school to you, grew up in high school uh, or, or in the early college years in Florida. And uh, he, he, one of the, his dad's buddies who worked for us said, you know, uh, Rocky Johnson's got a kid that wants to get in the business. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, he's a good-looking kid, too. He's Six four five by two sixty two eighty somewhere in that. He's a defensive. He had his hand down. Right, defensive lineman. Uh, uh, and so I met with him and and offered him a job on the spot. Yeah, I, I mean, God Almighty, look at him. Yeah, I mean, he's he the kind of guy. I mean, men like wrestlers that when you walk through the airport that you would notice as a yeah. civilian, and you're going to notice Dwayne. He's a good-looking guy. He's got that unique ethnicity. He's six four five, as I said. He had a great body. His dad was a bodybuilder type guy. His, his grandpa was a was a tank. So I I signed Rock for the biggest deal that we'd ever signed anybody, wow. uh, as for a rookie. And I know when I told McMahon what I'd done, he looked at me like I was crazy. Like he looked at me with a side eye. You how you petty what? <laughs> So I said, well, it's going to work out. I promise you, this guy's a can't miss. He said, I've heard you say that before, JR. So, well, let it, let time, time will tell, right, 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 Vince. So it did. And so the rock became the rock and he became what he is today. He's the most, one of the most famous personalities in the, in the world. Right. Uh, so, uh, Absolutely. I, I, you know, Bobby, I, I find it interesting 
You, you mentioned Danny. I saw I saw them on ESPN this weekend. I think during uh, college game day. Uh, right, they were great representatives of the league and the the entity known as pro football, the spring football. I think that's why awesome. But I also find it impressive that they, as ex husband and wife, they have the ability and the intellect to get along. They don't. They don't. They don't harbor grudges. They don't say, "Well, you know, you." You went right. out on me or you did this or what? It's nothing. They just grew apart, right. but they stayed buddies and they stayed business associates because she's brilliant. She's a smart woman. Absolutely. So, uh, you got good, yep. you got good leadership there, I think. And, uh, I, I think it's yep. going to be a, hopefully it's, it's going to create some new rivalries this year. Sure. Coaching staffs are pretty damn loaded, including yourself at the top of the list. So, uh, I saw Wade Phillips is coming back. That's always right. nice to see him on the sideline. He's going to be with the San Antonio team. Yeah. yeah. So that's no, good. It's a, they're, they're, uh, they're great to work with, uh, Danny and Dwayne both and, uh, great people. And I'm with you. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it, uh, last year and, uh, with every, most everyone coming back, it's uh, a few different teams. It's going to, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, the merger's supposed to be complete, I think by the end of this week. That's cool. And then, uh, then we'll move forward with it, but it'll be exciting. But uh, we got another former Sooner that you got into to wrestling. Guy that played for me a year or two, Jacob Hager. Yeah. Back in the day was a defensive end for us. Talk about how Jacob, I understand he's doing great. Yeah, he's, he's, had, he's made a good career out of pro wrestling. I got him, I got him into WWE. Uh, he's just so damn athletic, big, rangy guy. Remind me of Ted Hendricks. Remember Ted Hendricks played defensive yeah. end for the Raiders way back in the day, the Matt Stork. Sure. Uh, yeah. Jake's a little is lean and long and, and uh so uh I remember him sitting on my couch at Norman, had his feet up on the coffee table until my wife walked in the room. And uh <laughs> she and no uncertain terms to get his get your damn feet off my table. Uh so he jumped down like you know, like a little kid got caught in his hand in a cookie jar. He was a uh, he wrestled at OU. He was a three-time All-American wrestler in wrestling at OU. Uh, but the problem he had in football, just my own unbiased opinion, he played behind Dusty Dvorak and Tommy Harris. That's so you that's ain't gonna, you're not getting you're not getting on the field anytime soon, right? You know, he, so uh, he come the I don't know if the right place at the right wrong time or wrong place right time whatever, but uh, he's still. A, Died in the wool sooner guy and his dad lives in Norman and sometimes well, I'm back there and I go to watch the watch the wrestling and his dad'll be there. So uh but but Jake's done good. He saved us money. He's, he's got a couple good. of kids. So I think he's that's the key thing about these guys. It's kind of the same thing in the NFL or, or any other any other league. You uh divorce and bad marriages can really create a lot of conundrums, a lot of problems. And so yeah. he's, he's one of those guys that hasn't had those issues. And I think that's smart on his behalf and, and take care of your money while you're young. Right. And, and then right. It, it grows. Absolutely. Yeah. We got another common friend. Uh, let's talk about, I haven't seen him in a good while, but he his wife was a big time Gator, Rick Flair. I've right. been, when I was with the Sooners had gotten to be around Rick uh, several times. And then with you, we all uh, shared a few pops when he yeah. was in town a good little while back, right? At, at Louis uh, Bar and Grill, but uh, 
How's Rick doing? He's doing good. He's working for the cons now and uh, uh, oh. uh, doing some PR type stuff. Okay. He's always going to be a benefit because everybody knows who he is. I mean, he's got great sure. name identity. You ain't got to yeah. sell it. Who's this, who's this Flair guy? Everybody knows who Rick Flair is. Uh, they might not want to admit it because if they admit it, they got to admit they actually used to watch pro wrestling and they, a lot of guys <laughs> ego won't allow that for God's sakes. So, uh, but he's doing well. He's, I think he lives in Tampa. Uh, his health issues seem to be behind him. So he's, he's doing well there. And, uh, but you know, Rick's a, he, he's a great guy. I, 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 he's a character. He's one of those legitimate, he, he reminds me a lot. The first character I met in wrestling, Bobby was uh, Wahoo McDaniel. Okay. Played in the NFL, played in the AFL. Oh yeah. Played at OU. Had a 97 yard punt one time and at Owen field, uh, Wahoo was bigger than life character and flair was mentored by Wahoo. So okay. he had a lot of that. Wa- those Wahoo crazy man traits. I remember taking a rental car back with flair, Wahoo and myself to Asheville, North Carolina. And, and, uh, while was driving. He pulled right up on the sidewalk in front of the entranceway to the airport and left the car. <laughs> so we're going to do the car. He said, don't worry about the car. They'll take care of it. So uh, when they said they, you'll take care of it. Who's who, first of all, who's they, who's they. And so, uh, the, we left the car there and I never heard anything more about it. And, uh, uh I think he might've given the, the car person or a, or a security person, 20 bucks or something to handle it. But, uh, you know, while he was that kind of guy, but, but he was influential to flair yeah. and, and flair now is so influential to so many younger guys. They look up to him because arguably Rick's the best at his performance art that anybody's ever been. Uh, I mean, there, I, I've known a lot of guys stone cold is, like I said, you missed him earlier. He's a dear friend and, and a huge star. I remember giving him a check one time for a million dollars for a quarter worth of t-shirt sales. He made, he's yeah. made, he made so much money. It's not even funny, but he got hot stone cold off to three sixteen, uh, stuff. So, uh, and then of course rock came along. So I had two, I had a good, re- I had some good recruiting classes. That makes you look awful smart. You no, know, that's how, how, how long do you think Rick has been at it now? When would he have started? He started in the early seventies. Okay. Yeah. He started right before I did. I started in yeah. 74. I think he started in 72. Yeah. So, uh, uh, he's, he's went through some health issues. I think he's, you know, he likes to party. He likes to drink. I was with him one night in a holiday Inn bar where he, he ordered 137 kamikazes. <laughs> there wasn't 137 people staying in the hotel. That's just Nate. I can't, I can't imagine the stories and you know, we, we can't put them all on tape here, but you're, <laughs> you could tell stories for a week. I'm sure. He's, Let's he's, talk about your, your true passion. OU football. Yeah. Um, I'm, uh, I'm elated. Uh, I know, you know, I'd love to have won our last game, all of that. But, you know, just in two years, what Brent's done, and I just love what he stands for, what he preaches, what, right. the, you know, even his assistant coaches, how hard and how well they're recruiting. And I, I just feel they're, they're going to really make a mark and, and, and going to really, you know, build this team into a, a very successful and a, a team that can win an, an SEC championship, definitely. Well, I think that's you know that's the that's all of our goals. We all hope that's going to happen. Uh, I think uh, without a doubt, Joe Castiglione hired the right guy. There's no doubt in my mind he hired the right guy. You know, he had a hard act to follow. Uh, thank goodness you were standing by at one point in time to come in and sa- salvage uh, 
uh, help coach his team, uh, and it worked out pretty well. After uh, what's his name left, went to Southern Cal. Uh, so, uh, but, but Brent's the, he's the right guy. Yeah, last yeah, all I, time on airplanes. What do you think of your new? What do you think of your coach? Because you know, like last year, yep. we we're one game below five hundred. Uh, and uh, I, I said, well, if you're trying to get me to say we should have thought, thought the hire through longer. I, I can't because I don't believe that. I believe that we hired the right guy, and I and do too. I think I think everybody's very pleased with the fact that that he's uh, he's our head coach. And it's his absolutely, job, his job to hire good people. That's right. part of the part of the that's part of the gig. You can, you can teach them block and tackle and show up on time and all those good things, but uh, you know you gotta you gotta have a foundation. And 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 Brent's going to build a good foundation. He's already starting to build a good foundation. And it's going to be really interesting next year to see where, you know, I was just watching well, watching that Alabama game. So you know, hell, we play out, we play Alabama in Norman on Thanksgiving week, right? That's going to be huge. Oh yeah, no, and you know, and I think too many people just they want to just wipe away, you know, when Lincoln walked out of here, what that did to the team. I mean, it was devastating to the to the players and a, just a jolt. Right. In a in a shock to everybody, and and the players are affected by it. And to think they're not going to be a bunch of 19, 18, 19, 20 year olds right. isn't realistic. As well as then, so certain pieces leave. You don't just all of a sudden sweep that under the rug and keep winning, you know, and just keep winning. You can't uh, erase people's. Had, you can't erase people's memories. Or no. are there are there the the, the good moments? You want to embellish yeah. the good moments and build on those. And uh, we have plenty of good moments there. Of course, when you were there, uh, you know, it wasn't all bad with Lincoln, but the way he left, no, no. the way he's conducted himself, and he hadn't figured out he's got to hire a good defensive staff because he don't know anything about defense, apparently. Uh, well, I just thought, I just thought it was, it, it, they, the players were really scarred. And, and to think that that just goes away, right? you know, and you just keep winning 10, 11, 12 games, I, that's, that's not being, you know, that, that, that there's more to it than that. And I just feel it was really positive in year two to go 10 and two and get to the bowl game. We, again, some missing pieces in the bowl game. Everyone's experiencing some of that. But, uh, you know, so I, anyway, I just, I, I feel really positive about the direction and, and really just believe they'll continue to build on it. Hey, the recruiting has been amazing. You know, right. whether you, depending on what poll you believe or you trust the most, it's anywhere from six to eight, somewhere in that neighborhood. That's a hell of a class. That's a Absolutely. hell of a class. So we can't say, the fans can't say, well, if we'd have done better recruiting, we'd have had a better season. We're doing really well recruiting. Right. We're, we're getting the players. You know, the, the, the thing I noticed, uh, and of course you coach in the SEC, uh, God dang, Bobby, those linemen are huge. Yeah, size is a premium, and they're so they're so big and so mobile and so thick. Uh, yeah, just it used a, to be it used to be Jr. Three hundred was big. Yeah, now if you're not three twenty five or more, that is <laughs> that you're small, right? That's right. That's right. It's hard to believe, but they they're big and they're at, and they're athletic super heavyweights. They're I athletic as hell, you know. So, uh, uh, and he's getting into that. I, you know, beating bows. I always I believe. Of course, my home in Norman is just around the corner from Beedenbos. He's one of my neighbors. Right. Uh, what is a great guy? Great guy. Yep. I think he's as good offensive line coach there is in the country. Agreed. 
Look and at all the people who moves on to the next level. That's right. Yes, there's a million of them, and proof be you know proof is it, he he could go anywhere he wants. Somebody'd hire him tomorrow. Right. Uh, half the NFL teams, as well as about every college team, would be in line to you know to have a chance to hire him. No no question about it. When talk about what are some of your you know you you've been following the Sooners so long. What are some of your favorite moments? You know, well, I don't have years. to do with you when you arrived on the scene, but I, I, my first OU game was OU versus Colorado in Norman, uh, and Steve Owens was a starting tailback. Okay. And I had end zone seats. Uh, I played in a high school football game the night before uh, and then came up early that morning with a buddy of mine who had the tickets. And uh, so they were in the end zone, which was cool. I hadn't been to the stadium. I hadn't been anywhere that big in my life, so it was really neat to me. Uh, but watching Steve Owens run, I saw right away the major difference in high school and college football. Right. And people don't realize if you hadn't been around Steve, that's a big man. That's back in the sixties. Yeah. He's a big man today. He was <laughs> six, running back. Yeah. Six, three, you know, two fifteen, two twenty. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. that's what they used to say about Jim Brown. Jim Brown was amazing because of his strength and his size. And, and Steve Owens was a lot like that. He ran north and south. It's hard to get him off his, off his schedule. Uh, I think that game he scored three or four touchdowns. They're all short runs, but they were conclusive. They were no doubt he got in the end zone. He was a stud right. boy. And, uh, and uh, I, I like to, I always enjoy running into Steve when I'm back in Norman. He's hey, one of my favorite people. Person. And uh, yep. he's a living legend in OU football yep. in my view. So absolutely agreed. And, and they wore him out when he was there. They got their money's worth handing the ball to him, didn't they? Yeah. 30, you know that, 40 that, times a game. That one game, I think he had a 59-carry game against Oklahoma State. He did. So, so that was crazy. I mean, it's like uh, a kid now would go to his mom and, might go to his mom and daddy and say, you know, they're killing me here. I can't, I can't keep up. Uh, you know, this is hard. Uh, 59 yeah. carries in a game is un- unmerciful. So yeah. he did it. He carried the ball, and he didn't, he didn't back away. He's tough. And, you know, and Tinker, who wasn't supposed to be great, became a great receiver. Oh, great receiver. Yeah, absolutely. That Owens DNA were, uh, seemed to work out real well for everybody. So, But that was my first memory of going to an OU game. Now, I, yeah. I, uh, and that, in those days, they were on TV twice a year. Right. They were on TV for the Texas game, and uh, we were on TV for the uh, uh, Nebraska game, which was played Thanksgiving week similar to this Alabama scenario I just I briefly mentioned. Right. So uh, uh, they, they weren't overexposed. Now every game's on television. And it's, yeah. I don't know how special the kids – do your players in the XFL, do they, do they recognize that they are, – are is their needle moved by the fact that they're on TV a lot? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, and that's – it's truly for them. They love – it's a platform for them to show we, I, we can still play. Right. And, and, and we've had a good number of guys get picked up by the NFL to go to, to, to have a chance at the league again, whether it be practice squad or, to, you know, to show that they can still play. And, and we've had guys make it. So, you know, that's what it's all about. That's what you want. And, uh, you know, so, you know, they, 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 they know when they're on TV, it makes a difference to them. Definitely. When, when, when these guys get on an NFL team, a 53 man roster or get a fair shot, that's when uh, the league will start uh, growing even more. 
because right. obviously that's the coup de gras, getting a players recognized by the NFL, bringing to camp, and then now and making the team, contributing. Right. And I think that's it. And I think, too, the, with the merger of the league, USFL, with the XFL to make the UFL, there's, there's half the teams now, so there's still eight teams, but we're not splitting them into two leagues. So there's going to be better – there's going to be better overall talent on the field and competition and everything that we're doing. So that's exciting too. How was the officiating last year? Uh, Cause I, you know, being an official, I, I kind of right. keep my eye on those guys. And a lot of them I recognize from calling college games. Did you find right. the officiating uh, uh, to your liking? I did. I, I thought they were really good. Um, here and there, somebody might get a little too picky, but that was rare. I thought they did an excellent job overall with a few different rules, but I, I, I thought the officials were really good. And like you said, a lot of them are all from major conferences. So I'm looking around and like, I remember that guy. I remember that, <laughs> you know, and we get to talking about certain games that they, you know, might've officiated right. when I was here at OU. So anyway, it, it's really good. But, um, well, Jr., you're, I'm going to, I'm coming down your way to, to Jacksonville here shortly, so I'm going to come find you. We're going to have a couple beers together. Yes, sir. At least two. Uh, <laughs> and as long as they're cold, I'm, I'm in, so it's great. Yeah. But I, well, I, you're – go ahead. I, I enjoy talking with you today, Bobby. So I'm glad you're doing this podcast. I look at them when, they're, when I find them online. I watched right. the one you did with Toby, which was cool. And, boy, yep. he's got he's a, he's a tough fight, but he's fighting. I know He's That's fighting it, though, so yes, uh, we're all praying for him. You know that. And, yep. But, yeah, you could go to selloutcrowd.com and find him. And, uh, listen, you're, you're kind to do this, JR. If the, the world knows. I, I don't need to tell anyone out there. You are known worldwide. I mean, you'll go over to Asia. There'll be people standing in line for 45 minutes an hour to get your autograph, right? Yeah. You can be honest. Say it. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it gets humbling. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, we, did, we had a show last summer. Uh, in, in, in Wembley stadium, we did 80,000 and something wow. thousand fans is pretty impressive. Uh, but getting out of the airport was, uh, uh, I was a little, the first time I, I was ever really scared because they were, they wanted to yeah. see all of us so badly. And then they'd right. find out what flights we were on and then they'd camp out. And so wow. they didn't want to take no for an answer. They wanted something signed. So, uh, right. you know, basically you just try to talk them out of a, I got to sign everybody's autograph. How about we just take pictures? Yeah. That's a simpler deal. Get, have, get the the phone, have the phone ready and keep snapping, right? That's it, buddy. Yeah. That's it. So well, it's you're, all the good. Be- you're the best, JR. I always enjoy seeing you and, and, and visiting with you. We'll stay Thanks, in Bobby. touch, of course. And again, I'm going to be down there in a, in a week. I'm going to come find you. you. I'm not hard to find. I'm on the, <laughs> I'm, I'm the king of the beach. You just won't see me in a, in a, in a, in a, a speedo or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to tell this real quick story. Take thirty seconds. When yeah. my wife Chan got killed in in March of seventeen, God, God bless her, beautiful woman. Yeah, what, she, wonderful she was lady. the best. Nice little Catholic yep. girl from Pittsburgh. I she yep. was a flight attendant. That's how I met her, and love at first sight. Married twenty six years. Jam. She got killed there in Norman, coming to our house there at the Shadowview Court, and uh, she was making a turn into our neighborhood, and this kid was following her. Didn't was on his phone. And he mm. ran over and killed her. So I'm, Sad. I'm, uh, in a fog and not, sh- you know, you, you're not prepared. 
you know, on, if I'm doing wrestling or you're doing football, there's very few things that you can show me in the, in those worlds that I haven't experienced. Or I don't know how to handle, right? I can, I can handle this. I didn't know how to handle that. You can't prepare for it. And she was a sweetheart. She didn't deserve, you know, I thought, well, hell, if anybody's going to go first, be me, you know, drink, oh. smoke, overweight. But I have, since I got sugar diabetes, I've lost about 30 pounds weight wise. So I, that's well, good. good. Uh, Bobby and his wife, Carol came to my home unannounced. I don't think they even knew I was home. Maybe call me or something. But anyway, uh, they came by and spent the afternoon. I remember it was during March Madness, and we watched yeah. a little basketball, shot to breeze, and uh, I can't tell you what that meant to me. And I still talk about it to people when I talk. How do you? How do you? You know, Coach Stu? So yeah, I got a good story for you. So I, I told that story on radio around the country. Uh, he's a good man, and that's kind of how we talked about Brent. Brent's a good man. Absolutely, he's a good yeah. human being, and uh, and 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 Bobby, you and Carol are are great people. And that, well, that, that meant a lot to me that day. And it still means a lot to me all these years later. You know, thinking back on, like, Jan was a beautiful lady, a big spirit. Yeah, and exactly. like you said, I got to thinking, how, how, if I, you know, how do you ha- handle this? And so Carol and I just wanted to come give you a hug and hang out and not, not you know, just ignore, you know, be there for you. Right. Uh, just, just in your company. And, uh, just because I, we, we also just couldn't imagine there's no way to handle it. So just wanted to be with our friend, you know, that I appreciate it. Well, it's, it was very, uh, art, art, uh, taken. I, I, I still talk about it all these years later, so it's important to me and your friendship's important to me and anything I can do for you and your show, let me know and we'll, we'll do it. But I'm, I'm glad you're doing all kinds of stuff. You're still, you're still promoting the, the uh, tequila. Oh yeah. Rock and roll tequila. Still, still working on that. And I've become the busiest retired guy in the country. Maybe, maybe, well, you're not retired though, but, uh, yeah, it seems like there's always something every day, but yeah, rock and roll tequila is still going pretty, pretty strong. Really strong. My contract is up, uh, February 14th, uh, in this 50th year of this profession. And I'm not sure how we're going to proceed with it. Uh, I may say that's enough. You know, flying every week, like I yeah. did for so many years, you don't realize the wear and tear it takes on your body and your That's mind. That's a lot. And now flying is worse than it's ever been. Yeah. Sold out flights, there are less flights, they're all packed, more kids crying, God bless them. Uh, so I'm, I'm, uh, I got a decision to make in the next month or so if I'm going to stay doing what I'm doing. You know, nowadays they got, it's such a neat deal. I don't understand it, but I, I can, I can work every weekend and make money by just signing my name at a card show. Right. There's, there's card shows are everywhere. So you sure. can go out there and make yourself, you know, 10 grand or so for a couple of hours of signing. I got a short name. It's got seven letters in it. <laughs> Hell, I don't care. I'm ready. I'm in. Book me. Let's go. So, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I got, I've always got things I can do in my third book. Uh, is coming out in April, and we've got that done. So I got to do the audio book, do the, read the audio book of that, and that'll be fun. It's always kind of fun because I I go off script and I I ad lib and I talk about right probably some stuff I shouldn't talk about. But in any any event, it's they sold, and that's the main thing. The publisher's happy, so yeah. it's all it's all good. So I'm living a good life, Bobby. I'm uh, 
That's, I've been very blessed. And Well, you deserve it, buddy. I really uh, love the person you are. You've always been a dear friend to me and appreciate you being a great and loyal Sooner fan, too. And you know that everyone, when they introduce you in front of any audience, they play Boomer Sooner when, yeah. when JR is coming on stage, right? Right. Yeah, I'm I'm married to it for I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse. It's a blessing to me, but uh, it's not it's not a it's it's a curse when you're around the enemy. Yeah, you know when I well, get when I get they have I have a video wall, so when I get introduced at a live event, they play my video wall. It's got Boomer Sooner under it, some right. some clips. Uh, it doesn't get over real big in Austin. Yeah, no, I wouldn't think so. But old JR is not nearly as popular. Uh, uh, <laughs> in Austin as he is in other places, but, uh, yeah, that's think, okay. Oh yeah. They, Hey, we, we know who's, the, we know who's the king. That's right. That's right. So well, we're, we're, we're it. Anyway, I, I really enjoy this and you know, you and I could, we don't talk enough and, and I, I really appreciate you having me on. I, I, if nothing else, just shoot the breeze to you and talk a little football and hey, absolutely great. Going to go to the NFL. You think? Well, you know, he hopes to definitely, you know, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's what he what, what he wants and what he you know is working for. So, yeah. like all these guys, you know they work hard for it. So they they want to play as long as they can. So hopefully, you know hopefully he'll have get with the right team and have that right opportunity. All right, he reminds me of Wes Welker, right type guy. Yep. You know he's not going to overwhelm you with his size and his blazing speed, but he's got all the elements in place to make himself a, a very viable player. Yeah, uh, I, I got this morning thinking about, you know, I wonder, oh, it be yeah. ironic if he played for Bobby in the XFL or in the, in the, new, in the new league. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully he gets a bigger, the first opportunity in the NFL and can yeah. make a mark there. You know, there's a lot of those guys that are out there that are playing, you right. know. So, well, well, happy new year again, JR, and I'm going to find you here this coming week. Just let me know. You know how to get a hold of me. We'll, uh, we'll meet up, and have you come over. We'll do whatever we need to do. All right, Boomer Sooner, buddy. Boomer Sooner, Bobby. Take care. I love you. Love you, bro. That wraps up this installment of Conversations with Coach. Follow and subscribe to this channel and visit selloutcrowd.com to find out about upcoming programs.